I'm sure most everyone would agree that 2020 has been one of the toughest years of our lives. Oftentimes, it's the silence in combination with isolation that impact us the most. It's important for us to remember that this stress is real and affects everyone differently. Now more than ever, we should check in with our loved ones and even on ourselves. Sometimes asking the most genuine, simple questions, say, hey, are you okay? And be a willing listener can make a world of difference. But most importantly, remember to use this time, this moment, as an opportunity to grow. I'm Chef Marcus Samuelson with my co-host, Jason Diakite. And this episode of This Moment, going to have a conversation about the term post-traumatic growth, PTG for short, and how we deal with the trauma in our lives, starting three, two, one. Marcus, how you doing? I'm good, my brother. I'm good, Jason. So the the term post-traumatic growth, I was at a barbecue at my uh, sister's yard and I met one of my sister's neighbors and she works as a massage therapist and uh, she was talking about, you know, her business in the pandemic and how, you know, that journey had been because a lot of her clients are elderly. They didn't dare come in because they don't want to catch anything. So she was saying she's been focusing a lot on post-traumatic growth. And I was like, whoa, what do you, you mean post-traumatic stress? She's like, no, post-traumatic growth, which is what stressful situations can help you gain. And instantly, I loved it because it's, it's just shifting the perspective. This word, PTG, mm. post-traumatic growth, um, I thought about it a lot because I'm not sure I've heard the word, the term, until maybe June when you, you started to talk to me about it. And it was started to go down that rabbit hole and understand it because what's happening in mm. my industry, mm. it's not about just, okay, when do you think we're going to have the vaccine. My industry is not going to look the same, Jason, for the next five, 10 years. But not only that, I think about Carmen at my restaurant. You know, she just had a baby. She works every day. How many Carmens are there in my industry? And I'm sure in your industry too, Jason, so it's not just hospitality. No, and it's, it's across the board and more in certain industries than others. I mean, obviously, I'm in the performing in front of live audiences end of the entertainment spectrum and that's entirely dead right now and for the foreseeable future but yeah. i think of this term post-traumatic growth i think of you because i think of you as one of my friends who i imagine has developed some of the best coping mechanisms for handling stress something that you often come back to is the fact that you're adopted and mm-hmm. I and I've known you for 25 years and if there's one thing I've always been really impressed and inspired by about you one of many things is your ability to do a lot of things at the same time like in in Swedish as you know we have the expression att ha många bollar i luften to have a lot of balls mm-hmm. in the air you manage to juggle a lot of things 
simultaneously. And you do it with a smile yeah. and you do it with uh, energy and with compassion and intelligence and with uh, uh, determination. I think the, the foundation you're standing on right now as how you're able to handle these multiple crises in your life that's also going on in my life and millions of people around the world is that I think that where I imagine that from the time that you were a little child started working on these coping mechanisms and this resilience and this mm. strength and that you're just better suited than a lot of other people to deal with high amounts of stress. Am I going too far left well, field here or, or am I mm, on to something? When I was in my late 20s and early 30s, going to Ethiopia to see where I was born changed my life. And, you know, not only am I from Ethiopia, but I'm also from a tiny village, right? And for me, looking at the world lens from a, sort of a Swedish middle class upbringing or even, you know, have come far in America, but going to that village, nothing humbles you more than standing there. Little young girls and boys, all five years old, my son's age, basically walking two hours a day to get water. But there was a true happiness in that village too. Mm. There was a true uh, identity in terms of where do we belong. So things that average people connect to, spirituality, belonging to something. So when I looked at what's the bottom, that's not the bottom. Absolutely not. That was a lot of dignity. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I also think about you know, when you go into a black church in America and a lot of people that navigated through crack epidemic and older people through the civil rights movement, whatever we look at blackness and greatness in America, it came out of the roughest times. It's just when you're in it, no one ever says to you, this is the roughest time, you know? And, and the last thing I would add to that is my grandparents, how they navigated through poverty during uh, the Second World War, which Sweden wasn't part of, but uh, obviously was impacted, especially if you live in Skåne, where in Helsingborg, where they were. This is back when, when, when Swedish poverty was a very, very real thing. It's becoming that again, but it was really mm -hmm. real back then because we're talking, what, 1940s? Yeah. 40s, yeah, 43, mm -hmm. 44. And, and so I just think about 
every person, regardless of culture, race, identity, we have this inner shell, inner layer of supremacy that if we find it, you can beat almost anything. Exactly. Amen. But it, it, and and you, you build this muscle. The thing, I just think people that are closer to their heartbeat develop that muscle. The concept of PTG, I want to take this further back. I'm not, it's definitely become acutely uh, uh, current with this pandemic and all the crises that we're going through now. But there is a much older, uh, uh, I won't call it a crisis, but, you know, I'm talking about being born with black or brown skin, right? And that being then that your life, you know, uh, it means that society has exposed you to pain, suffering, stress, trauma, big trauma, small trauma. Not only are you carrying your own experiences of this, but you're hearing of your friends, your family. And basically every time you hear or see any other person of color suffering or being brutalized because of the color of their skin, you're being traumatized. Then you're also carrying a legacy of that suffering because you know that there were people before you. You've read it in books. You know the history. But it did really hit me this week that, damn, this, there's a stress eating at me. And it has been for a while, from about the time we saw uh, George Floyd get killed, right? And then that turned on this much older stress, right? Mm -hmm. And then that's just, it's just there, like a low hum. It's not stopping me from going to the store and buying food or cooking or, or you know, uh, playing with my daughter or writing rap tracks or anything. But it's just, it's just there. It's just with me. And thinking about today's conversation that we were going to have, I found this uh, Baldwin quote that I thought was interesting that I want to read to you. And he writes, you were born where you were born and faced a future that you faced because you were black and for no other reason. The limits of your ambition were, thus, expected to be set forever. You were born into a society which spelled out with brutal clarity and in as many ways as possible that you were a worthless human being. You were not expected to aspire to excellence. You were expected to make peace with mediocrity. That's a, it, It's a grim outlook, and what's true for Baldwin is not necessarily true for you or for me in how we relate to class privilege and just this is written 40, 50, 60 years ago, but today. But still, there's a, a, a baseline in it that I just thought was interesting. It's beautiful written. But you know what, I think, Jason, like, first of all, I think it's really... I commend you for sharing, right? Because what you're talking about, everyone has questioned and gone through or going through at different levels, right? Some more, some less. Um, and I tell you that we have to share. Like when I'm in Ethiopia, the value proposition of spirituality is never questioned. You can have many in Maya's village, people are Muslim, Christian, Orthodox, Catholic, whatever religion there are, but the holidays are the holidays and everybody celebrates them through food together. So where you belong in the collective 
is not measured whether you're a Muslim or Christian or, or whatever form of Christianity. Mm. You are within the tribe, right? Same thing, I think, you know, and I'm not a very religious person. My wife and her family is much, much more, you know, mm. sort of traditional Christian than I am. I belong to the tribe of cooking. I know where I belong. And my, one of my mentors, Jonathan Waxman, early March, he said, Marcus, you're going to call two chefs a day. Just call them because you need to vent and they need to hear from you, us as a collective. And I've taken his advice, just five minutes. And whether someone is in Portland, someone is in Dallas, or someone is in Minnesota, sometimes we talked about George Floyd, sometimes we talked about cooking, sometimes we talked about a purveyor that had COVID that passed, and sometimes we talked about the joy of cooking. That 10 minutes investment, right? With people that looks different than me, that come from different backgrounds, but we are part of the same tribe and community, and we go through the same struggle. And the, I, I would say why stress comes into our life today in a different way is because there is a channel that we, the value system proposition has very much changed. The way people were connecting was basically the same over a couple of thousand years. And then when radio, and then eventually TV, and then eventually cable, and then eventually social media, right? Yeah, the internet. And it changed everything. And it's ahead of us in terms of how our social and emotional intelligence is going to cope with it. Why does you as a Swedish person know the same time as me what the U.S. election is about? There's advantages with that, but there's also enormous amount of stress value that do you actually need to think about what Mike Pence is talking about when you're at the same time trying to put your daughter to bed, right? That's just too much extra layers of, of information. And it's very difficult. Yeah, there's no, there's no, I feel it's very hard to avoid it all, right? Because it's just, it's like you're saying, it's you're being hit with several layers. And even though I know that like, if I leave my phone alone, that'll definitely lessen my exposure to it. At the same time, I can't. I want to find out what's going on. It pops up as notifications. and Or I, somebody calls me up to tell me about it, you know? But it's, it's that capability of shutting off. So my point is we all have to go back to, for me, it's two spots that are very clear where nothing can actually change that for me. It's when I'm on the island of Smergen, very often off-season. The only value you need to think about is What's the weather going to be like? Can you go out on the ocean? If it's too rough, regardless who you are, you can't go out. You think about, hey, did I say hi to my cousin Karen? I want to bike down with Zion. Like there's a level of tranquility and we all have them, hopefully, right? They're just very different for different people. And going back to the village in Ethiopia, where it's very paradox for me because I look like them, I am like them, but I don't speak the language and my rituals are not the same. But those two spots for me, as different as they are, are the places where I know that, wow, I have a lot of life to figure out and learn still. And it has nothing to do with Donald Trump. It has nothing to do with, you know what I mean? All these things that I, I add on as extra stress. 
you know, I need to know how to pound coffee properly. They look at me in Ethiopia when I go to the village like, you're a chef, but you know, you don't know how to cook. <laughs> that's a, you know, because if you don't know how to make that's a fire. A, that's a very clear distinction. Oh, no. Like you don't even know the basic. Yeah. I mean, if you can't make the fire, how are you going to cook? Yeah, and so they, that's they look at one. me like a fiver. Oh, he made the bread. He made injera. Oh, that's so cute. I'm like, I am a chef. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> I don't know because I don't know how to pound the coffee right. I know how to grind it in a coffee grinder, but they, you yeah, don't yeah. pound it right. So the basic yeah, yeah. fundamental. I'm from there, but I'm not of there. Exactly. And that exactly. is for me, it's such a humbling moment, but it's also beautiful. And and um, so I, those are the moments and I draw a lot of strength from that. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. You know, Marcus, I've been, I've had depressions intermittently through life. I, I, I managed to pinpoint it while I was writing my book that the first time I was probably in a form of depression, I was nine years old. And then oddly enough, the next time I was 19. So 1984, 1994, and 2004, I was in a, I was in a car accident and 
the guy who was driving the car, my friend, he he passed away. We hit a tree and going 200 kilometers an hour. You know, I'm lucky to be alive. I was already in a depression when this happened, and it it just plunged me even deeper into darkness. At the time, my good friend and and producer that I was working with had a had a house in the countryside in Sweden, and I stayed there for six months. I didn't. I couldn't be in town because as soon as I'd meet people, they wanted me to explain what had happened. And for them, it was just getting the information. But for me, that took me back into a lot of pain. And I couldn't have that come at me unexpectedly, right? I needed to guard myself against that. I could process all that pain on my, you know, on your terms. On my own terms yes. first. What also happened then in this time of seeming darkness in my life is that I wrote Alavitihimlan mm-hmm. and that album. And six months later, when I came out of my my self-chosen exile in the in the Scanian countryside, I released the album that uh that has been the the best-selling, biggest and and probably best album that I've done of my entire career. Thinking of this term post-traumatic growth and what it has meant to me. And that's when I realized that I keep coming out of these dark periods in my life with these finding these diamonds, the good that I'm thinking about right now, and not saying I'm not in a depression now. I'm just saying that, you know, maybe the the entire world is in a form of. Uh, and it's like you say, when you're in the cave, it's hard to know or see what that diamond is. But <laughs> I know from experience that the diamonds are there. I just can't see them yet. And uh, but, but, but Jason, you know, it, first of all, Thank you for your honesty and sharing, right? Because we going to get out of this based on connecting to the tribes, here sharing stories, being brutally honest. And it's it's funny like I was in a car accident I think in my early 20s and and um, my dear friend died and um I dealt with that. Oh, it's, it's horrible. It's just, and I just dealt with it well, just by escaping, right? Just getting the hell out. So I was in a foreign country, and and um, it wasn't. Everybody thought that it was so tough to work that it was not tough to work. That comparing to watching, you know, no, to not work, to, yeah, and not see and seeing going through this with your friends passing and so on. It was like that was. But what I ended up doing, I came home to see my parents, and I knew I had to go back to work again, just anywhere, I have to escape, right? And there's different type of escapism that, that we do. When my father passed away, which is a long time ago, um, I was in the middle of getting my green card in America, so I couldn't travel, I was stuck. And not being there for my father's funeral and uh, going through the same thing as my sisters from my mom made me feel very similar to an adoption that you're not, you're starting, like our friend Daryl said, on page two. You're not experiencing the same thing as your family. I felt the environment that I put myself in shut me out from a very deep emotional connectivity to my family. And um, I dealt with that by working more. That was complete. I was so young. I was 26, maybe. And that was definitely post traumatic growth without even knowing the term. 
Exactly. So life's going to, we all gone through this. And there's actually a level of strength in there for me. This consistency of keep just pushing away, keep chopping away, even in the darkest time that I go back to, um, that I draw from that village, I draw from, from being Smergen, but also draw from, I know I've been there before, that the lowest I've been to the day of my father's funeral, and I wasn't even in the same city, not in the same country, not in the same continent. That is the darkest for me. I felt like everything I gained, I lost. And the only way for me to deal with that was um, just, I went straight back to work. So there are these answers that you find out. Um, you know, one thing that I've always admired by you is we live through you, through your words and through your music, the text and the lyrics that you put together. And then, of course, you as a person can go through many, many different things. But you have uplifted so many people, more majority of them, you're never going to meet, Jason, because you can't meet every person that has access to your music. In a weird way, you are helping people that go through different mental health issues or family crisis. And it's such a powerful tool, the power of the pen and the power of the word that you have. So, um, you know, it, it it's just powerful what you do and you just got to keep doing it because you need it for you, of course, and your family, but you don't know how many people that it impacts. That being my coping mechanism and how I'm able to take difficult things and flip them into something beautiful. And I must say that you're uh, one of my biggest inspirations when it comes to that. You know, it is such a privilege to have this opportunity. This moment is truly for us and for the people we share it with because we all need to find our tribe and we all need to do what works for us and share our stories because people are hurting right now. So Jason, being 2020 has been or is one of the toughest years, probably the most defining years of our generation. What have you learned about yourself since all of this started? I think the main, in a weird way, you know, I like to be on the move. You know, in my work, I travel a lot. I'm rarely anywhere more than 14 days in a row. I know you can relate. And I always loved that. I always loved that, you know, uh, I'm here now, but soon I'll be somewhere else. And because in that in-betweenness, I found a lot of my creativity in uh, this, this solitude that would just naturally occur because in the travel, in the journey itself, I found the solitude that I extracted a lot of my kind of ideas and creativity from. Now, when that solitude was gone, I kind of felt overrun because I had, I realized those were my natural times for processing. I think what I've learned is that I have to create these instances of, of solitude. I always thought I was a person who did best and felt best when I was in communion with other people. And I still do. 
but also I've realized that solitude is very important for me. That bag that has Ethiopia, adoption, Sweden, my parents, that bag of life that has cooking, my grandparents, my son, my whole, you know, all of it it means to be me, Kazahun Sigai, Marcus Samuelson. This is the year when I need all the tools in that bag at different times, right? If you ask me, what was 2014 like? What was 2000? You know, 16 was very special because Zion was born, but like 13, I wouldn't be able to tell you in detail what it was like. But this is the year where all the tools in our lives are being, it's time to pull out all of it, relationship, love, struggle, blackness, Sweden, Ethiopia, all of it, Prince, Michael, all of it, Bob, my uncles, you know, my aunties, like I need all of it. Also what I need is spirituality, luck, and goodness from others. Without luck, we're not navigating through this. Without some higher spirituality, whatever that is, we're not getting out of it because we need a higher, higher learning. And then goodness from others, right? And it's happened to me. When the way we got adopted, Jason, is because once my mom took us into the hospital and she passed away, we didn't have tuberculosis anymore, me and my sister. But there was the nurse at the hospital that said, what's going to happen to these kids? Well, I'm going to take them in until we get adopted. If you don't believe in kindness, if me, my sister and I don't believe in kindness, no one can because it happened to us. And I need all of those tools. And I also need to be grateful to all of that. So um, 2020 is really living in a deeper meaning in a sense. And um, that's what I find strengthened. We needed that this year. Before we go, <laughs> by popular demand, that is by way of our dear producer, Jared, I got some bars for you, Marcus. Yes, yes. <laughs> I don't know if I've done this before on the podcast, kind of speaking on what, what we've been uh, processing during this episode. So my pops never took me to church on Sunday mornings. I was taught to show up at work on Monday always to hit the books because distractions leave you shook. Pitfalls will get you good and that look I understood. Mind your own business and keep your nose glued. World will eat you quicker than plates of soul food. It's an old tune. I know his pop sang to him too. Essential, you wouldn't survive half of what I've been through. Be grateful you were born in Eden. It's easier, remedial. Where I'm from, death can be very immediate. You're in the land of lenient. All you got to do is lean in. I mean it. You outshine and outbe them. They never seen people like us here before. You can get them at their own game. Best to study law. I said, Pops, I'm all about these rhymes and this mic, so I might skip breakfast because my shows go all night, right? <laughs> yes, I love that. End it on a high note. <laughs> <laughs> Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultrasoft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 